Life Audio. You're listening to Therapy and Theology, and I'm your host, Carly Merclear. This podcast is a space where we explore popular topics and questions related to the convergence of faith, feelings, spiritual formation, and more. My prayer is that through these conversations, we will grow in our awareness of who we are as beloved children of God, learn to acknowledge our needs and emotions with curiosity and compassion, and rediscover the purpose and power of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. As a licensed therapist and ministry leader, I want to give voice to the many questions we face while cultivating a clearer view of how our faith informs our healing journey. I don't have all the answers, but I am committed to going deeper and walking together. So whether you've been to therapy or know exactly what you believe when it comes to theology, I want to invite you to join this journey as we fearlessly name the complexities of our present reality and press into the hope of the gospel story. So are you ready? Let's jump into today's question and begin this journey together. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome back to Therapy and Theology. I am so excited to be concluding the season of Advent with you and this week as we prepare to celebrate Christmas Day this weekend. I don't know what your plans are, but I'm heading home today for the holiday weekend and I am so looking forward to some rest and festivities with friends and family. So I pray that this journey has encouraged your soul to see that every season that we walk through in this life has evidence of Christ's presence and promise. During this Advent season, we have been taking time to intentionally seek the person and presence of our Messiah, our Good Shepherd, and Emmanuel. Over the last three weeks, we have journeyed through the first three themes of Advent in connection to the seasons of our spiritual life, learning to slow down and hope, find rest in the Good Shepherd, the peace that He offers us, and become more aware of His presence and purpose in the valleys of our lives by finding joy in the promise that He will never leave us or forsake us. But today, I want us to explore the final theme of Advent, love, in connection to the reorientation season of the soul's journey outlined in Psalm 23. 
Reorientation is not resolve back to an oriented state, but rather a reconstruction of something new. The definition of this is an action of changing the focus or direction of something. It goes beyond what is known to a new insight, a new focus, and a new direction. This is what Isaiah 43.18 mentions in the prophecy of Christ's coming. Remember not the former things, nor the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This new thing is what makes a way through the valleys of disorientation and disconnection and redefines the way we view ourselves, God, and the world. We see this transition of reorientation in David's experience In verses 5 and 6, in Psalm 23, it says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The surprising reorientation here in David's experience is so a reflection of our own, isn't it? This concept of the soul's reorientation is not a happy ever after story, but rather it is the recognition of goodness in the midst or even despite what was not planned or preferred. Again, here we have the challenge of holding the coexistence of experiences, one that does not negate our present reality, but also points us to the greater story that is being written. I have found in both my own life and my clinical practice that this process of reorientation is one of surrendering our expectations of who we assumed or desire God to be and holding tightly to the past and present promise of what he does offer us. Sarah Claire Smith, a fellow therapist and soul director of Providencia Church in Florida, shared a statement on a podcast interview recently that I listened to that I really think beautifully describes this concept of reorientation. She said that she wished she would have told her younger self this. It doesn't have to look the way you were told it has to look in order for it to be good. So often I ask myself and others, what is your definition of good? Because our expectation oftentimes directly impacts our experience. So what are your expectations of God? How do you define God's goodness? I think this is where the reorientation of the soul has to find its foundation. Because if our expectation of God's goodness is that we desire resolve and he doesn't meet that desire, then I think we get really disconnected and maybe even revert back to disorientation Yet I think his desire for us is to experience his goodness and mercy and his love, which is not dependent on our circumstances. And this is where I think we find such hope in the love of God. This movement of disorientation to reorientation is a vital process to our spiritual formation. Often unexpected and not how we planned, God's movement towards us, going before us and coming after us, continues to rearrange our perspectives and transform our hearts to trust that He is the beginning and end, the Alpha and Omega. Looking back to verse 5, we see that God prepares a table, not just provision and plenty in the resolve of our reality, 
in them, right? In the presence of our enemies. This verse signals a change in our perspective. This is the power and presence of God's love for us. In the midst of danger, He prepares and provides abundantly. In the face of loss, less loneliness, God moves towards us in love, not always giving us maybe what we want or have an expectation for, but giving us what we need to withstand and not be overtaken by the legitimacy of danger and discouragement that surrounds us. What I see in these verses is that God's presence and provision is something that cannot be taken by the enemy. So much in this life we can lose so quickly, can't we? I think often that the abundance I desire is not the eternal perspective of the psalm, but of momentary and monetary abundance of this earth. And this is, I think, what perpetuates our disorientation. Because the good we often are expecting or anticipating is contingent on external factors, it is so easily taken or changed, much like the season's earthly goodness comes and goes. Yet what the scripture points to is an abundance of goodness founded in love that is not contingent on our circumstances and cannot be taken from us. This is found in the person and presence of Christ. Christ enters our stories to rewrite them and reorient us to the goodness and mercy that follows us and the destination that is still before us. And this is what we see in verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, how do we learn to reorient ourselves to this truth, and maybe even adjust our expectations in the reality of our weariness and waiting and discouragement and disappointment even of what we assumed God to do in our lives So how do we reorient ourselves and adjust our expectations in the reality of our weariness and waiting? You know, in a commentary on this passage, I found a beautiful explanation for how David reorients. First, he looks in retrospect, and then he looks to the future prospect. And this is something that I think is so powerful when it comes to understanding our stories and our spiritual journey Oftentimes, when we look back at our past, we can find a lot of discomfort, a lot of disappointment. Things just haven't gone as planned, have they? And in a world that tells a story that we never really wanted to tell often in our lives, we can become so burdened and weary. Yet what I find so powerful in this text of 23 is that David looks back in retrospect to acknowledge that God's goodness and mercy will follow him. So maybe the question is, have we addressed the past? When we look back on our past, the story that has been written, are we acknowledging the goodness and mercy that follows every step we have taken? With this knowledge, David does not stay in the past. He turns from a contemplation of the past to a contemplation of the future, looking back and acknowledging God's goodness and mercy, and then looking forward and acknowledging what hope heaven brings you specifically. Recently, I've been using the phrase, he goes before me and behind me. Jesus is our Alpha and Omega. 
What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And when we look to the scriptures, we see what the end will be. In Revelations 21, 5, it says that he who was seated on his throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Friend, I don't know what this season has held for you. And I don't know what the season ahead of us in 2023 will be, but I do know this, that God's love for you is steadfast. And because of that love, he gave us his son. And so in this season of looking back on the past year and forward to the future, may we be held by the reality that goodness and mercy follow us And goodness and mercy are our destination to dwell with God in heaven forever. Jay Jowett also notes this. He says, Life grows weary and heavy and stagnant when tomorrow ceases to pull and when forever has lost its power. Present burdens grow light in the strength of forever. Present homelessness can be almost cheerfully endured when in the coldness the psalmist can sing, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So as we prepare to celebrate this greatest act of God's love, I cannot help but be reminded of the many ways God has abundantly given in the face of failure and fear. He has truly come behind each one of us with goodness and mercy in the face of our present needs. I find his love and patience paving the way home to heaven one day. This takes so much reorientation, but just as David proclaimed his newfound assurance of God's love, so can we take time to contemplate the past, the present, and the future assurances of God's goodness given to us. For this is why Jesus came, that we should have abundant life. May we take time this Christmas season to meditate on the goodness and mercy motivated by love that has come behind each one of our past chapters. 
And as we look forward to the next year, may we also be grounded in these truths that the hope, peace, joy, and love of God is with us. He is ours and we are His. He is with us. He is Emmanuel. He is our good shepherd. And He is the beginning and the end. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Therapy and Theology. If you have a question or topic you would like discussed on a future episode, please feel free to email me or drop it in the comments. Also, don't forget to subscribe to have each week's episode instantly downloaded to your podcasts and see the show notes for resources mentioned in this episode. To access more content and join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, visit my website at carlymarkoyer.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.